This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and this morning, the salt is real in the studio here with Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. It's not morning. The afternoon. Shut up. Like I said, the salt is real. It's so real. Uh, today, we got a couple small news bits, and then we're going to talk about Subset Studios' latest Into the Breach and H1Z1 Auto Royale, which hit earlier this week. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. If you haven't had a chance to check out the previous episode, please do, so you can learn about the 1UP X Esports Tournament League Expo coming to Toledo June 22nd through the 24th. You can purchase tickets and find out more information about the Expo at 1UPXEsports.com. Cool. That was a lot. It was. Mm-hmm. And I did it mostly right. You did. Yeah. I feel accomplished. I didn't hear Achievement any. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alex, you played a whole bunch of stuff. I did. So uh, We didn't. Brian and I only played Hunt, Rainbow Six, and PUBG. So. Pretty much. Well, well all right. So hey. I, uh, I bought Bayonetta on Switch. It's actually Bayonetta 2, but it comes with a download of Bayonetta 1. Mm-hmm. Did your download work? Yes. A lot of yeah, people's? I actually had all the characters in my code, unlike apparently some people. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that game's really silly. But it's basically a Devil May Cry, you know? You got your guns and your melee kind of combo-y system working out. I really only played through, like, the first chapter. And I like it more than I did when before we had talked last time. Yeah. Um, but it is certainly over-the-top and wacky. And it's a, a weird franchise that has found its home on a Nintendo system, given that the... Uh, main character is scantily clad, and there's all kinds of weird, suggestive stuff going on throughout the game. <laughs> but you know what? Good job, Nintendo. Yeah. Getting weird with stuff. So uh, I'm going to play some more of that. I'll get back to it. I've heard that Bayonetta 2 is better than Bayonetta 1 in a lot of ways, so I might kind of play more of Bayonetta 1, and then I'll read through the story and then hop into Bayonetta 2. But we'll see. Uh, I'm not typically a Devil May Cry kind of game fan, but was kind of starting to work for me, so I'm excited to play it some more. Right on. Uh, I'll hit a couple other things before I circle back to the Switch, but there's a game sale going on PlayStation right now. There's a bunch of VR things on sale, one of which is a game called Archangel. It's a mech game. You're in a mech, and you're piloting it, and it uses the move controllers, and you can punch at things, or you can shoot your guns at things, or you can... um, Activate shields to guard from blasts from like either little humans that are on the ground or tanks that are shooting at you or planes that are in the air. It takes a while for the action to actually get going. I feel like there's a good like 20 minutes where you're just kind of watching the story unfold in front of you and it's, it seems pretty boilerplate really. So 
it, that this, from a story aspect, it didn't really pull me in. And even the gameplay doesn't work as well as I think it should. There's parts where you have like support ships around you that are either attacking with you or they'll throw health at you. Hmm. And you're supposed to grab the health and then smash it. And I could not get that to work properly. I, I'm sure it was user error, but the game didn't really teach me that well. You just kind of reach your hand out and like press the button to make the hand do this, <laughs> and and it wasn't didn't really work very well for me. So, um, but other than that, I mean, it's fine. It was six dollars on PlayStation Network, so I figured I would give it a try. It looked right. cool. I just wanted to play a mech game that used the Move controllers. And the yeah. motion, you wanted to like live Pacific Rim a little bit, yeah, yeah, and that's ex- it's basically Pacific Rim Simulator, yeah, and it's okay at that. There weren't any like big monsters to fight as of yet, but maybe as the game goes on, in between levels, you can spend uh, points that you get in order to upgrade your equipment and make your shields last longer, and you know. But anyway, I feel the need to move on from that one. There's another game that's a dollar and forty cents for PlayStation Plus. Uh, subscribers it's called honor and duty and it is a world war ii game that uses the ps aim controller the gun contraption that we talked about back in our oh, far point another game that uses that yeah yeah there's one of, quite a one few of the, actually a uh, couple that mm. do but uh the graphics aren't fantastic which was fine but i thought it would be interesting to try out like non-futuristic weapons with the aim controller is it free motion like do you have like free movement it's free movement, but the weird thing, like, I could not tweak the motion control, like, the motion well enough. So, like, I was trying to use the right stick to to look left and right, mm-hmm. and it was going at, like, 3,000 miles an hour. Like, there's... It, so they there's have no a, sensitivity adjustment they, for it? I, I was trying to find it, and I couldn't. So maybe there's more to it. They do have a button that you can hit that will click you only in one direction. Uh, and it, yeah. It does not sound like an enjoyable it, time. It wasn't that great. Uh, the shooting was okay, and it's fun to shoot the Nazis, and, and the guns are yeah, that never fun gets to use, old. But, and you can, use, you can hold it up to your face and use the actual iron sights of the gun, so that's hmm. cool. But graphically, it's not there, and... But for a dollar forty or whatever it was, yeah. If you want something to screw around with with the PSVR PS Aim controller, then you know it might not be terrible. But the the movement wasn't really working for me, so I don't know how much I'm going to play that. But yeah. And then finally, I did pick up Dragon Quest Builders as well for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this came out on. Xbox and PS4 and PC several months ago, or maybe even over a year ago. But basically, it's Minecraft that is set after the first Dragon Quest game. It continues from the first Dragon Quest game. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to have a Minecraft game where you're getting quests to that's, go and that's do That's what things. the split-screen guys talked about, was that I think it, Jason Schreier was the one who mentioned that he likes this over Minecraft because it actually gives you directive, which is... It's one of those things where, like, if you like the engine and the mechanics of crafting in Minecraft and, like, the kind of loose combat that you do, but you need a little more direction. If you're not a creative person, like myself, yeah, if you want some quests, things to to follow and go do, I think it's, uh, it's certainly worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. You don't need to know anything about Dragon Quest to play it. Yeah. It's just it, but it, if you are a fan of Dragon Quest, it does follow after the bad ending of the first game, I believe. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Bad as in it wasn't a very good ending, or there's multiple endings? There's multiple endings. I think the way it works is after you beat the boss, the boss offers to have you uh, see over the world. Spoilers. And, and, (laughs) like, rule it with him, or you can kill him. Or I don't know. It's something okay. like that. But you take the bad ending and you get into Dragon Quest Builders. But it's it's great. I think it's only fifty bucks on the Switch, so it's forty if you have uh, Gamers Club unlocked at Best Buy, and it's certainly worth the money. It's a perfect Switch game. You can pick it up and put it down really easily. That's cool. And uh, it, it's making me look forward to the second one, which I think is coming out sometime this year. So, can you build pretty elaborate stuff like you can in Minecraft? Yeah, for sure. Like it's it is absolutely 100% Minecraft. Like hmm. it it is Minecraft with a little bit of Dragon Quest sprinkled in and you can go ahead and like you'll get quests from people that are like, "Hey, I want a room like this." And like they have predefined uh blueprints for what a room is. Hmm. Like in order to have a room, it's got to be at least two squares tall for the wall. You don't necessarily need a roof, but you should have a source of light in it. And that constitutes a room. Mm. But you have like a base score that builds every time that you make something in that base. Like you add a room to it or you're putting up decorations or you make a certain type of craft- crafting station. That kind of thing. So it, it all works really well. And there's a demo up on the Switch store for anybody that wants to try it out. Oh, too. cool. So, cool. Um, um, but yeah, I think yeah. that's all I've been playing hmm. other than some Rainbow Six. I don't remember yeah, what I, mean, I was going to ask. Sorry. We had a couple of really wicked Rainbow Six rounds for sure this week. Some yeah. Good, some I, seriously good ones. So the year three stuff is out now. Yeah. Operation oh, yeah, yeah. Outbreak has is is currently going on, I yep. think, for at least another week or two, week Something and a like half. That, yeah. that mode's pretty fun, but I can't see myself playing it more than I already did, basically. I didn't try it out. It's is cool. It, is it like it's, a it's very, mode type? It's, yeah. it's very Left 4 Dead. Okay. Yes. Like very Left 4 Fast Dead. Fast zombies. Lots cool. of them. There's some larger enemy types, different enemy types. They put a lot of work into it for a free update. Like the level yeah. design is fantastic. Graphically, it look it looks really good. Is um, it not just like reskins of old maps with no, like different? Oh, they're all they're, new they're maps. like all new maps. That's completely. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Lots of new art assets and stuff. I'm and, curious. I know it's like a limited event. The mode itself is a limited I'm, event. Yeah. But like, are they going to do it multiple times throughout this year? Uh, I don't know about throughout this year, but I think they're going to bring it back at least once a I year. Say, I bet they bring it back for Halloween. Yeah, that'd be uh, that's possible. Good. Thing they, that would have, or something similar. It definitely would have fit Halloween way better than yeah. uh, randomly in March and Saint, or something. Saint Patty. There are no <laughs> leprechauns in it, from what I can tell. That's but, a shame. Yeah, a leprechaun. I actually leprechaun I installed Left for Dead too after, that, and I I screwed around with that a bit. You should consider getting Vermintide too, because I've yeah, heard I that saw it that. Is scratching the Left for Dead itch for a lot of people. Hmm. The latest Warhammer Vermintide mm-hmm. 2 it's that came really, out a couple weeks ago. Even at full price, I think it's only like 30 bucks, Something like that. Yeah. Everything Warhammer related, I've always wanted to be a part of. Like, I've always wanted to play the Warhammer tabletop games yeah. and like roll the dice and measure out the distance with the tape and everything. Like, I wanted to do all that crap, but I never had anybody to do that stuff yeah. with. Now there's like the X Wing tabletop game. Like what? with Star Wars, yeah. Like Eric, oh yeah, yeah. You show me that. Eric before. and That's my cool. and my dungeon master, they both play it, and the DM plays it at the place in town all the uh, time. Yeah, That's uh, cool. What's the name of that place? I don't even know. I can't remember now. 
Gatekeeper Games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Give yeah. him a quick shout out. That it's kind of cool. crazy. I've never even been in there before. And it's down the block. Yeah, but every, apparently, like a bunch of people play this. Actually, <laughs> you like collect the ships and everything, and like there's I don't know how the game functions, but you can have you can get a whole fleet of different types of ships, and it's just you versus another person with your various ships, and like it's yeah. it's all like that's cool. Did you did you get because uh, wasn't Vermintide the first one free on Xbox like two or three months ago? Possibly. I think I, I don't think know if I, I added it to, to my. It. I think we I should added it see to my and library. try it out because if any of us like that one, then maybe we should pick up the new I, one. I yeah. think I forgot to grab it. Okay, I did. Like I have played Space Hulk, and Space Hulk is basically XCOM but in the Warhammer universe. Like that's cool. Yeah. I, so I played Dawn of War. And Dawn of War two quite a bit. And Space Those Hulk, were fun. Space Hulk goes on sale like every month. Like it's always on yeah. sale. Yeah, actually, I have a copy that you gifted me for yeah. like cheap, and I never. It was like a dollar ninety nine on Steam <laughs> like four years ago. <laughs> so I always wanted to get into those games. I always want to play that kind of stuff. Yeah, we still, I still, we need to figure out. Maybe I should bring Bloodborne with me to PAX, and then we can all sit down oh, and the, play the, the tabletop Bloodborne game. Rick would love that. Rick would totally play. We could totally play that at night if we huh. wanted to. Cool. Um, Rick was also saying that he just beat uh, Dark Souls three because he like he spent like fifty or sixty hours on. It. He texted me about it. Today, I can't even so. get past like the third boss. Like I, <laughs> I think I got further than that. That's, that's kind of my. It's always the third. Like when I get to the third <laughs> boss, because it happened to me in Bloodborne. Yeah. It happened to me in Dark Souls, and it happened to me in the Surge. I get to the third boss, and I'm like, I can't do this. Like it's just too stressful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you ever looked up the the wikis for those? Games oh yeah, I to look see up, how many bosses there are. Yeah, yeah. It makes I, you feel like. Such and I look a up the strategies for them, and like the strategy for like the boss in the surge was like just attack it, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like how is that your strategy? Like do- dodge its attacks, and then you attack, and I'm okay. like, yeah, no shit, like really, like no, that's all the, you're gonna the give the me. Bloodborne wiki is really good at like. These are the moves that this guy has, and this is where you need this to... This is yeah, where he transforms, and yeah. this is what he does after. This is where you can parry with a shot and that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, I just it, the, it's always the third boss is where I'm like, oh, I want to keep playing this game, but I can't handle how angry it's making me. I, yeah. yeah. Since we're talking about this, I we have to mention that that one guy like that beat all... Oh yeah, games Dude, in a row. All three Dark Souls, or yeah. no, all think, Soul Demon Souls too, right? I don't know about that. I think it was all three at least Dark all Souls. three Dark Souls without getting hit once, right? Yeah, that's and even insanity. like who's the who's the developer the from di- software? Yeah, the director who did it. Oh, uh, I should know his name, but I don't. Where's Joey Santana when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> Are you out there somewhere? Somewhere. I haven't talked to Joey in forever. I know. He just plays Warframe. All he does is play um, Warframe. Uh, It's because it's free. But yeah, even that that director was like, I've only done that in like the first game, and it's impossible to do all three, but this guy did it, essentially. Not only did he do all three, he did them like consecutively to where like if he screwed up one time, I guess, I think in the third game, and he started over from the first game and went through again. And he, he like uh, broke me, down me, crying me when that happened. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would probably cry too if I got that far and screwed up, and then had to start all the way over. Uh, but he streamed the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like you can watch his entire play. I'm pretty sure it's, that's incredible. Oh god, I will yeah. never be that good. So I can't even game. beat a single boss without getting hit. No. So I can't walk past anything without getting hit in those games. Like. 
Like, how do you not get hit by the shit that jumps out at you half the time? Like, how do you, you don't not even get hit by the bosses when you can't even see like, where they're at because they're so big? Aren't there, like, invisible just, monsters in Bloodborne at one point that can just, like, one-hit you? Yeah, or there's those instances mm. where, like, you can't... There's nothing even on the screen, but something shoots across and kills you yeah. randomly. Yeah, like, yeah the, I mean, you, the skeleton rolls off the, sur- the, the balcony in front yeah. of you. You and have to memorize, you. like, all the... Wep- the enemy, like placement enemy placement and everything, and all yeah, all their yeah, spawn points and their their walking patterns and that's crazy. Ah, no thanks, man. I'm always like at a distance, like shooting a bow and arrow at Congrats stupid shit. To that guy. I don't know how we got here, but I did want to say that the new operators for Rainbow Six are a lot of fun. They are super. Although fair. I know that people are already way better at playing against the Lion, the one who you hit the button and for yeah. three seconds are. It counts down and reveals enemy yeah, placements. Yeah. I don't uh, know. The few times we were playing and people were using that against us, I feel like everybody on our team was just like, ah, oh, forget it, because they're all still moving around doing things. And I'm like, why isn't anyone stopping? Well, and I was I was noticing as I was playing Lion that I was getting a lot less hits on that. Like, there would really only be one person on a team of five that was like, oh, whoops, and then just they continue moving to try and get into a good place so and then i looked at youtube today when i pulled open youtube there was a move uh, video that was titled you're using lion wrong which of course everyone does internet, uh, every every round we played with randos where a rando would play as lion they would use that thing right off the bat yeah. and that's not when you i mean you have it. three charges i can understand maybe using one just to see if you can happen. But to that's see the thing. Until you've in. actually like breached into the building, there's no point in using it. You breach into the building, then you use it, and then cause, because people notice you breach, they're moving, they're moving at that yeah. point. Like, the only thing that I think it kind of makes sense for is if you want to try and catch how many people are in the room and how many aren't. Right. And then that way you can know, oh, there yeah. might be a lurker across the building, that kind of stuff. But even then, if they know that's what you're looking for, then they can just stop moving. See, yeah. Honestly, I... I feel like you can use it the other way around more. Like, if everyone's in position to to attack the room or whatever the objective, yeah, you can use it then to try to force the other team to to stay still. So then it gives you a chance to get in without them right moving on you. You know. Yeah, I don't know. That's one way to use it. That's interesting. Anyways, but, let's do news. All right. Okay. What's the first news bit? For news, first bit, we're talking about Fortnite on iOS. Not just iOS. In general, Fortnite, Epic Games opened up crossplay for everything. So you have, well, well sort of. There's no crossplay between Xbox and PlayStation 4. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, and there's a whole article on Kotaku talking about how Microsoft says Sony is the one holding back that crossplay. But yep. they did announce and release beta versions of iOS and Android. Fortnite. So you can now play on your mobile devices with PCs, with PlayStations, with Xboxes, but people between PlayStation and Xbox can't play together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, everyone's talking about how the controls on mobile are really good. Like it's it's actually quite functional and it makes the game enjoyable to play. And it, like the the this article Alex has pulled up talks about uh, how it, it's actually pretty fantastic. It runs really well, runs smoothly uh, on an iPhone eight plus was what the guy was using, right? Yeah. That's okay. what I have. So, uh, which means my iPad Pro will probably run it fine, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. So, yeah, um, they basically, they dumbed down some of the textures to make it run. It's about two gigabytes of space uh, in terms of download size. 
uh, they added auto run, which is cool. So you double tap in a direction to run in that specific direction. So you can kind of strife and shoot and do all the things you need to do while running, uh, not having to like use multiple buttons to like do, you know, if you want to circle strife or whatever, you don't have to like, I don't know how you would even circle strife in that game. Yeah. I don't don't know. Like using a screen. So they added ways, they implemented ways of making these sorts of actions easier, which is really cool and innovative. I think it's similar to how like when, uh, when, who is it? Blue hole took PUBG and put PUBG on Xbox and they took these super elaborate controls and condensed it to a controller like that. That is a task in and of itself. So for Epic to be able to take Fortnite, which says has very similar and some somewhat more complex because of the building mechanics, to take those controls and put them onto a mobile phone platform like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, and to make it run well is even better. So yeah, to not have people immediately like. Ugh. Yeah. Can't can't play this at all. That's pretty interesting. There's so. there's also a big push to get Fortnite on Switch right now. Yeah, I mean I don't if they can get it on an iPhone eight plus, I would think they can get it on a on a Switch. But there's how, no reason. Yeah, how great awesome. of a game would it be for Switch? I mean it'd, it'd be, be amazing. Fantastic. So. That would be a really smart move for everyone involved. Yeah, so it's just kind of sad that Sony's still holding everybody back on that. You know, like all Boo. the other platforms are open and willing to work together but sony's like no screw xbox which from a marketing standpoint it makes sense if all your friends play on playstation you're the only loser who has an xbox like then you don't get to play with your buddies like that kind of sucks so you got to go out and buy a playstation to play with them luckily the game's free i just yeah and i you know but i think the thing that they need to realize is that like it might also be pushing people the other direction like, it's it's definitely making people angry. In terms of Fortnite, it's like, yeah, I could buy a PlayStation to play with my buddies, or I could make them buy an Xbox so I could play Fortnite and PUBG with them. Right, you know? yeah, like good it point. feels like Sony's just being really stupidly stubborn about it. And I get it. They're making all the money in the world right now, and Microsoft isn't. But, I don't know, you would think that for the future of video games at some point they got to break down and make it happen. All I know is my entire gaming rig at home has completely been upgraded except for my monitor and I don't really <laughs> ever want to touch a console again. I'm kind of over it. So, I've used my consoles very little. Like I I've literally played, I play Rainbow Six. Yeah, I'll play Rainbow and, Six with Gladish uh, and then I jump off it. and I'm just like, "Okay, PCs for the rest of the night." And I feel good about it because I'm like, I invested all this money making yeah. this thing run and like be awesome. Like I want to I want to use it. So. I prefer to watch Netflix on my PlayStation. Yeah, oh, I would sure. watch it on my Xbox, but I don't feel like logging in. <laughs> <laughs> I just use Netflix on the TV, but uh, yeah, which I just like every the interfaces like the interface on PlayStation and Xbox both extremely cumbersome and like slow and awful to use in my opinion. Like they're terrible, and and I even like I'm running a PlayStation Pro. Like you think my PlayStation Pro would be yeah. able to handle the menu system like I in mean, a nice manner? Mine doesn't feel that bad. I, but I am constantly I dude. I've crashed several times just going to the store. That's crazy. Like every at least twice a week, my whole system has to be. I wonder restart. if because you trans because my uh, ever since I had to send in my pro to get it fixed, I didn't have like a backup to put everything back on it. So yeah. I just kind of downloaded the things that I cared about at the time, and it's still running pretty good. But I have three hundred gigs, four hundred gigs open right now. Right. So it's you know there's plenty of room for it to bloat up and you know overflow, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I get it, but uh, hopefully you guys will consider playing God of War since it's out on Tuesday. <laughs> I think it's uh, on my list. I think I added that this Tuesday. Yes, I'm not playing it this week. Okay, see if Thieves, Thieves comes out man. Tuesday. 
Oh, okay. That's well, all I care about. I'm going to play God of War this week. <laughs> but you have to join our crew. I'll join your crew for a little bit. That's fine. We can get screwed by some PC players. I using... thought God of War was the week after. I'm pretty sure it's out on the 20th. I'll look it up. Let's go These to the next things topic. we should probably know. I definitely know Sea of Thieves is the 20th. Well, Brian, what do you know about the new Tomb Raider game? I know that it's going to come out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC at the same time. That's awesome. In God September. Of April but 20th. you're going to have to scroll down for God me of War is to... April 20th? April 20th. Okay. I got the date wrong. My apologies. Perfect. More time. To... Plenty of time for me to save up quarters to go to Coinstar so I have enough money to buy it. <laughs> I'm just going to rent it. Can you scroll down, though? I don't remember yeah. the date. So it's called Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yes, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the sequel to September Rise 14th. of the Tomb Raider. Yes, which uh, was a very good game. Yep, we all enjoyed it. Yeah. We're, I think we're all fans of the series at this yeah, point. Yeah, both yes. of them were excellent. The the reboot and Rise of the Tomb Raider. The downside September fourteenth is, is when Shadow of the Tomb Raider. The downside out. to this one is it's being it's being produced by IDOS Montreal and not Crystal Dynamics. Really? Yes, because Crystal Dynamics is working on the Avengers game right now. So screw Marvel! Thanks for ruining one of my favorite franchises. <laughs> well, hopefully, well, they might do a good job. I it, bet you that Marvel game's going to be dope, but this uh, one is going to be, be like but, mediocre. Well, I mean, I don't know. I know it's Montreal is if they Deus use X, right? Yes, it is. Uh, well, it is yeah, Deus X. I wouldn't worry about it then. It is Deus X, but what, are they going to make Tomb Raider first person? No, it doesn't have. It doesn't. Deus Ex do isn't first person either. They know how it's to, not. It's. Uh, Mixed, actually. Okay. It's mostly first person, but it's third person when you're shooting around cover and stuff. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm excited for it. The trailer makes it look Yeah, I'm not gorgeous. saying I'm not excited for it. I am excited for it because I love the franchise. Again, I think this is one of the best reboots I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'm not excited about the new movie that's coming out. I don't care about the movie yeah. because I know the movie's going to suck. That came out. Uh, it hasn't past, gotten very good Friday. reviews so there far. There is no good video game movie, period. Like, they're uh, all. Warcraft is the best one I've this seen. This is a different discussion for a different time, I'm sure. But Yeah, anyway. Uh, Silent Hill, I thought, was pretty good. Silent Hill was okay. The first Resident Evil's fun. But anyway. No, uh, the game looks incredible, just graphically. and, and Is this tomb- game? I thought this was all live action. No. That, the whole trailer's was, not... That's I'm, not live action? I'm pretty sure that's in-game. I'm pretty sure that's live action. I don't think so. Go back. I wouldn't be surprised if that were in-game. I mean, it's a really good-looking no, that's engine. it's live action. That was a live action trailer. I don't trailer. think it's live action. I do. This is live action. I don't think so. No way. Yes, nope. way. <laughs> it's a cinematic, probably. I don't Write into Midwest Game Nerds at gmail.com. Let us know if you think the Tomb Raider. I don't know why they would give you a live action Tomb Raider. No, because the movie's game. coming out. It's probably straight from the movie. Oh, no. Gosh. It has nothing to do with the movie. It has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is the shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yes. The I, Tomb Raider movie, I think, is loosely based off of the video game. I'm excited thing. for... The original, like, Tomb Raider. <laughs> the Not 20, original, 20, the 2012, Yeah, 2013. the reboot Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah. Tomb Raider 2013. Anyways. <laughs> that's we really know action. our stuff I, about I Tomb Raider. I don't think it's live action. <laughs> Gladys says it's not live action. I say bullshit. It's live action. I... Do you well, remember playing these Tomb Raider games? Do you remember how good they looked for yeah, their time? Yeah, Yeah. For their do, time. You guys, do you guys remember when Shadow of the Tomb Raider was spotted in a PowerPoint p- uh, presentation on like a subway computer? 
somebody was working on it on the subway. No. And somebody snapped a shot of it and was like, hey, I think there's a new Tomb Raider game coming out. And that was like th- three years ago at this point. Uh, okay, cool. Incredible. Anyways. But, uh, yeah, no, don't work new- on your games in the subway if you want them to be Yeah, Yeah, secret. if you're working on something that isn't announced, maybe don't work on it in the subway with branding that is clearly visible, but... Yeah, that's uh, definitely in-game footage. Okay, so next topic, the uh, Nintendo Direct happened. (laughs) Moving along. (laughs) I don't even get a rebuttal. There was a March Nintendo Direct that happened last week, and uh, there was a lot of stuff announced, the first and most important of which was Super Smash Bros. A lot of people have been saying that it was going to be a port, but the trailer that they played, which showed uh, Splatoon characters coming, also showed a Link that is in his Breath of the Wild gear. So, there's at least going to be some new content, if it isn't a port. There's a very large push to have Goku in it. (laughs) Why not? You know? Yeah. But, at this point, I don't know. Uh, They had Bayonetta and Cloud Strife, so why not add Goku? Right. So... I... I'm not going to lie, I may actually get into this because I've been playing that stupid stick fighter game still. <laughs> yeah. Brian hates it. He's <laughs> awful terrible at it. it. Just like I've been terrible at all the Smash Brothers games. Not that I think I'm going to be any good at Smash Brothers, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll try it out, but I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. I'm super <laughs> excited for it. I hope that they get to the point... I really missed the... Uh, they had a sweet story mode in the Wii version. Oh, well, if there's that a was story mode, then... The yeah. Subspace Emissary, yeah. and it was a really cool mode. I hope they bring something like that to this, because there wasn't anything in the Wii U one. But, uh, and, uh, so that's coming. Picture of Ink Girl, or whatever her name is. Squid Girl. Squid Ink Girl. Um, that reminded me that uh, Splatoon actually had a story mode that I never finished. Yes, it does, and there's also some DLC, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, looks like there's a game called Dylan's... Dead Heat Breakers coming to 3DS. They are still putting out 3DS games in the year 2018, so get mm-hmm. excited for that, including the original Luigi's Mansion. That's exciting because in Luigi's Mansion on GameCube, it, there was a huge bug at one point, if I recall. When I rented it, I couldn't get past a certain point. There was a, an issue with like what I the action I needed to do. I don't remember. This was like 15 years ago. It was the point. launch title on the GameCube. Yeah. So. But I never got it to work right, so yeah. I never got to finish that game. But it was a lot of fun because you're basically you're basically Luigi in a, as a Ghostbuster. I'm still yeah. just really disappointed that they're putting games on the 3DS. Like they should have farted out another Kirby and then left it there and put everything on the Switch. <laughs> uh, I mean, they don't want to leave that player they base behind. I guess base. I get it, and I mean the but, Switch is portable, but you can't put a Switch in your pocket. No, you, you can probably you cram can. A, D- a 3DS in it. As long as it's not an XL, yeah, but unless you got some... You need XL pockets. Some Jinko jeans from Hell your yeah. 1999 time machine that you went back in, but... Yeah. No, the... Uh, <laughs> Those are probably going to be popular I again, would totally so. buy Luigi's Mansion for the Switch. I'm not going to buy it for the 3DS. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it for 3DS why because I don't own they, a 3DS. Oh, man. Yeah, why haven't they made any kind of... Uh, Where's our? Where's our? Uh, what's it called? I can't. I can't talk right now. I lost it. I was doing so well. Uh, Talking's hard. The retro store. Like, where's our store? Oh, virtual. Yeah, yeah virtual console. To that? Where's I, that at? 
Why don't people we have that? are theorizing that it won't actually be a virtual console, but it's supposed to, it's tied to the online thing. They're yeah. going to be giving out I those mean, games for free. On the free plus side, we don't owe them a monthly fee yet to play online games. Well, it's only going to be $20 a year, so... I haven't touched my Switch in Yeah, months, but what am so. I going to get? You're going to be able to play Smash Bros. I was Brothers supposed to get online. a free game like every month or something. Though. Yeah, well, it's like a library now that you can play out of, like the Game Pass. So. Okay. Well. Anyway... Uh, they're putting out a Solaire of Astora Amiibo for the Dark Souls release that's coming. It looks and it pretty looks cool. Aw- like, I'm not I planning on picking up Dark Souls, but I, I would love just to want have the that Amiibo. amiibo. Yeah. yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, Captain Captain Toad Treasure Tracker coming to the Switch and to the 3DS. They are putting Super Mario Odyssey content in it. This was a Wii U game. Um, but it's going to come out on Switch for like $40 or something like that with a few new things. And it's fun. You're basically playing Captain Toad going around trying to find like stars or coins in each level. Are you tracking level. treasure maybe? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it'll be pretty good. I'm, I'm excited to pick it up because I never picked it up on Wii U. Uh, South Park The Fractured Butthole is coming <laughs> on April 24th. There's a Splatoon 2 expansion that uh, I think it's, let's see, it's coming in... Doesn't say. Yeah, I'm not sure. So version 3.0 is the it's the latest version. Late of, April. That's when it's coming. Yeah, that's at least when version 3.0 is coming, but they do have this, like, um, crazy-looking expansion where there's a <laughs> bunch more single-player stuff to do. It's going to be, I think actually 20 or 30 bucks so it should be pretty substantial i think it's like another 80 levels from what i read wow. um yeah 80 test facilities connected by the uh, subway and once you finish you get to play in the multiplayer as an octoling so um no it looks pretty crazy it looks the the levels look fun Whoa. there's all kinds of crazy contraptions and things in it um, is this a paid expansion? Yes, it is a paid expansion. Um, That's why he said it's going to cost twenty or thirty bucks. Yes, I missed that because I was watching the video. <laughs> I'm trying to see if they have any actual data in here, but weirdly enough, there's yeah, the expansion is going to cost twenty dollars, and it will be out in this summer. So. Cool. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things. They've got a WarioWare compilation featuring 300 micro games hitting the 3DS in August. Uh, there's a Mario and Luigi game being remade for the 3DS. Okami, those, are, those are great games. Yeah. Okami HD is coming to Switch this summer. Mario Tennis Aces still coming June 22nd. They showed off more about that. There's that a game cool. called Octopath Traveler that was in like the announcement a, for the Switch. There's a demo. There's a demo out. It's the one that they called like it's not. They didn't call it 2.5D, but it's like a pixel art with some 3D yeah. features. That's got a release date for the for July 13th. Uh, Undertale is coming eventually. They showed off No More Heroes: Travis Strikes Again, which is from uh, like a continuation of a Wii game. Crash Bandicoot: The Insane Trilogy is coming to Switch on July 10th. It is also coming to Xbox and PC as well. So it is hmm. making it off of the PlayStation. Sweet. Uh, there's a game called Sushi Striker Way of the Sushido coming to Switch as well. And then Sounds little, like a motion control game. It Probably. That's a good guess. Uh, little Nightmares and Hyrule Warriors are coming to Switch on May 18th. So a lot of stuff. They're doing a Nintendo, a Nindies Direct or whatever it is. They're going to go over 
indies that are coming soon on the 20th in the morning. Yeah. So more stuff coming to the Switch. And Nindies, that's always... It's not Nine Inch Nails stuff? No, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's at, yeah. Trent Reznor has fostered several indie music people to make more Nine Inch Nails music because... For the Switch. He's sick of just hitting a button on the computer that just produces another album. He doesn't feel like hanging out with Atticus Ross anymore. Yeah, he's he's too busy for that. So, anyway. Let's talk it. about, uh, let's do H1Z1, Auto Royale first. Okay. I guessed at the right button, guys. Oh, nice. Yes. yes. I got it. Uh, for those who aren't aware, H1Z1 was a mod for Arma 3, I believe, or 2. Mm, Arma no. 2, wasn't it originally? I think, no. It started as 1. Uh, Battle Royale was a mod for Arma. Yeah, whatever. And H1Z1 was like a standalone game that was made. Based on the Arma engine? Based on, no, definitely no? not. It's a t- way crappier engine than oh, Arma. Oh, we're really bad at this. Uh, <laughs> H1Z1 <laughs> shouldn't the- have taken the lead on this then. Yeah, my bad. All right, you go. We're great at doing these things. H1Z1 was developed in yeah, it conjunction matter. with What matters the- is Auto Royale uh, was... Released this week for people to play. H1Z1 is a free game on Steam on your well, PC. Okay, it wasn't free up until. All right, all right. H1Z1 was in early access. It, yeah. is, it was a zombie game in early access. Then eventually, the dude who made PUBG was working at the H1Z1 developer and mm-hmm. made H1Z1 King of the Kill, which is a battle royale game. It is the second version of one after the Arma mod. H1Z1 then spun off the zombie stuff into a different game called Just Survive that is still in early access. H1Z1 King of the Kill became H1Z1, and it came out of early access at the end of February. It was $20, and they added something called Auto Royale, which we're going to talk about in a it's minute. It's in beta. Eight days later, they went free to play. So everybody who spent $20 on it wasted their money. They probably got some hats. Good for them. <laughs> as far as I can tell, they didn't get shit. But basically, H1Z1 is a Battle Royale-style game. You go in, you get loot, you shoot other people. However, they've added the Auto Royale thing, which is in beta, where you are in a car at all times. You respawn in the car as long as the car is still surviving. You get uh, matched into a group of four if you don't bring four people into the game. And one person gets to drive. They are stuck driving unless they offer up the seat. And someone else has to take it. Uh, and you are they are driving over power-ups on the road. And then you can go into the trunk by hitting tab and pull stuff out of the trunk that they've picked up. And you can use it to repair your vehicle or put down a smoke screen or put down an oil slick or pick up a weapon so you can shoot yeah, other cars. Share ammo. Grab ammo. Get health kits. Grenades. Mines. Put on armor. All of that kind of stuff. So, essentially, it's the perfect combination of Grand Theft Auto and PUBG and Twisted Metal. Yes, pretty much. And you just drive around in the car and shoot each other, trying to blow up each other's cars. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it's now free to play. You can get it on PC. John and I played a bunch of rounds. Brian played one round. Um, He played one round, came in first place, and then promptly deleted the game. Yes. Yeah. I didn't delete the game, but I said I might. <laughs> he deleted the game and then put a drill through his hard drive and then <laughs> and tossed I'm, his computer into a fire. Pulled a, pulled a Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 
Where do you guys want to start? What do you think about John? What do you think about it in comparison to PUBG? Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, it's it's fun to play. I had a lot of fun playing it. It was a lot of fun, and we played with some randos last night. That uh, one of the guys was he had been playing for a really long time, and right off the get go, I was like, "Dude, we suck at this game." Just so you know, and he was like, <laughs> "All right, whatever." I couldn't figure out how to voice chat. <laughs> it's push to talk. Yeah, um, I couldn't figure out which button it was. It's one on one the on your numpad. If you don't have a numpad, you I don't gotta, have one. Then you have to bind it to a different key. Okay. Yep. Uh, anyways, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing it. I want to play it some more because I thought we had a good time. Um, but Brian doesn't think so. <laughs> I so. didn't say that. I just. I won right away, so it didn't seem very challenging. Yeah, we came in second place. You won right away, but you didn't win with us. Like you won. No. He won. He won right away in a round that only had about forty people from the start. Yeah, and he that's only true. started interacting with people when the circle was very small. Yeah, we didn't run into anyone until. Yeah, I mean, there's small. there's a definite strategy to this game. I think a lot of the strategy being that if you kinda, don't stop anywhere, that's for sure. No, I mean you can you can hang Unless back and gonna... just let everybody kill each other, and then when it gets down to it, you you then can step in and start doing like PUBG. shit, just like PUBG. Yeah. yeah, it's very very similar in that respect, and it's uh, the the one guy we played with last night where we came in second place. I mean he. He was telling us, like, hey, this is the good weapon. You want to use this? Or maybe one of you grab this gun and, and hook it up and start using that. Like, he was very educational. Mm. It was a fun That's experience cool. playing with somebody who actually, like, knew their way around Nobody the game and could do talked. that. Yeah, well, that's and that's the thing is like I feel like the interaction with other people makes it fun because we had, we played another round with a, a different guy and he was a lot of fun too. I mean, he he was like talkative and like wanted you know he was like oh you guys want me to drive like we were you know there's good interaction going on. Um, overall, I think the game itself is fun to play. It's easy to play. It's very easy to pick up and and just go. I don't feel like there's like I mean we didn't know what the controls were necessarily, but it, it's not that difficult. You don't even have to worry about movement because unless you're driving, you're not really moving. You're just using your mouse. Yeah. So. You lean out of the window and you shoot. Yeah, it's it's just very simple, uh, and it was fun. You know, I had a good time. I'd like to play it some more with a with a group of friends. You know, like so. I think it would be more interesting is if if it had like a a speed element to it, where if you dropped under a certain miles per hour, like mile per hour, oh, like you your car would blow up, or if, if yeah. you if you stayed parked for too long, like yeah. it would start counting down. That's or something. pretty good idea. I would almost rather have that than like the. Circle, the circle, or like at least well, that's the idea. That's, that I want the, the circle, circle should... to stop, like stop condensing at a certain point. It doesn't. It ends up closing off completely. Like the circle mm. will close to the whole level being covered in the green gas, uh, which Pumpy is does that eventually. That's yeah. one it of takes the things. A long time. Like that's one of the things I don't really like. Is I feel like if you're in the car, like half the fun is driving in these large circles and circling around each other and shooting each other. Like that's a lot of fun. So if you're constricting that area, when you get into the green gas, you can't see. Like it's very difficult to see outside of it to like actually know what you're doing or where you need to point or whatever that's one of the things i like about PUBG and fortnite the difference being you can kind of see a finite barrier of like mm-hmm. where you need to get to to get out of the gas in the green gas you can't there that doesn't exist so. i think they need to just kind of realize yes the gas is there to force you into interacting and to kind of put a time limit on the entire round but with the cars being as large as they are it wouldn't be bad to leave a little more space, like just to kind of tweak the timing a little bit more to yeah. try and and make it so that there's a little bit more room for the cars to drive around. Because right now it feels like it's tuned for the humans in the normal. Yeah, and it's not mode. like it's not like 
you know, it's not like people don't want to like shoot at each other. That's that's the fun of it is like blowing up the car. I mean, we had a, like the first time we blew up a car, I was like, oh hell yeah, like yeah. that was awesome. Like, yeah. I, like you know, because like those cars can take a ton of hits, like mm-hmm. which is kind of especially the point. if they're being repaired constantly. Yeah, yeah, and if you have like if you're up against a team of three people that are all shooting at you, like they do a ton of damage as a group if they're team shotting. So like it helps to have that coordination. Um, but yeah, I just like, I feel like the circle was, was just a little too constricting. Like they need to back that off a little bit. Uh, don't let the green gas be so thick in terms of how much it fills the screen because it makes it hard to see where you need to get out of the gas. Yeah. Um, those are my big gripes with it. Other than that, like I, I have a ton of, for it being free, I'm down. I'm down to play yeah. it all night. Like that's, that's a fun game. Yeah. I enjoy it quite a bit. It feels so much less serious than something like PUBG and I can just have fun and enjoy it. And I don't feel as though I'm completely wasting, you know, a lot of time if I go around and gather a bunch of stuff and then get killed. It just feels like there's a little more momentum to the round and that, you know, yeah. kind of quite literally. Yeah, you, yeah. you want to make sure you're playing with a group of people that whoever's driving actually wants to drive yeah. and is good at it. <laughs> yeah. Because if you get stuck with a rando and one of you sucks at driving and you're the one who's driving, like that rando's just going to be an idiot like yeah. the guy we had last night who started <laughs> yeah. trying to blow up his own car. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to toss grenades on top of the car essentially what and the then hell? also like he would take as soon as we'd pick up like a an oil slick, he'd pick it up and just drop it immediately. Yeah. And- like he was just wasting everything we picked up and then Can you lean out and shoot while driving? No. no. It doesn't make you any sense. The driver but- only drives, which is kind like, of a bummer. Maybe, the know, driver should at least be able to like spray bullets out the window. There is or a cruise control for the really? normal game. I don't know if it works in the Auto Royale. It should. Or not. You should be able to put cruise control on, climb partially out of the car and steer with your foot. And just let it like yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be pretty great. Um but yeah, just the the lack like the lack of seriousness in this makes me feel like I would probably enjoy Fortnite if I would give it a try, but I'm just kind of over that. But this is novel enough for me, like getting in the car and just driving around and picking stuff up and making sure that like I like the idea that we could get to a point as a group of 4 where we all know, okay, everybody we're splitting up all of the uh, repair packs in four in groups of 4 so that all of us can sit there and repair and like take turns repairing. You can actually so use the repair packs repair. straight out of the trunk without putting them in your inventory first. How? You just right click on right right click, click use. And use. That's what I was doing. Yeah. You don't have to pull those out. Those can stay Saves in the time. trunk. But if you want like I think you oh. need the fire. Well, I like extinguisher. having it I like having it on the hot key so that I can hit the button, wait for the cooldown to disappear, then hop out and start shooting people gotcha. again. Yeah, no, that like, makes sense. That just kind of making it easier it for makes everyone to go and repair. Right. It makes sense to do that instead of having to hop into the trunk and use the inventory system, like just set up the hot keys so you're actually using those properly. Like that makes my, perfect sense. Like my one game I played the driver was very crafty. And when we got really screwed up, like when the car was on fire, he would somehow get away from everybody and hide. And then we would just repair it like almost all the way and then go out into battle again. Yeah, your car can start on fire. You can use a fire extinguisher to get rid of it immediately, or you can try and repair it all the way back up. But if you're in a firefight, you're screwed at that point. There's there's a bunch of... uh, like power ups, I noticed that only the driver can use too, but I don't really know what those are about because I didn't yeah, get a chance a, to drive. Well, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, there's those weird springs. Anybody can use those, actually. Oh, it says driver only on it, but whatever. The dude, the dude that we were uh, playing with last night was using the jumping quite yeah. a bit. I don't know that it was actually advantageous in any way that he was using it because we were just kind of traversing around and he would use it, but. 
no, it's it's fun and it's free and uh, it's, worth it's checking different. out. I mean, I'm sure I'll try it again when I can actually play with you guys. But I I'll be interested to see if it's made enough splash that PUBG or or Fortnite start to try and incorporate some mode like this. Yeah. I think it's uh with how competitive the battle royale scene is, although There's Fortnite not appears that many options out there. Fortnite yet. appears to be pulling away. I mean there are a ton of options, but there aren't a ton of good options. Your good options are this, Fortnite and PUBG. Like the other ones are just I, mediocre from I what tried I the regular battle, battle royale, royale mode and it definitely doesn't compare to Fortnite or PUBG. Those two are, just feel way more polished. Right. Which is funny because this game's been out a lot longer. Yeah. But. Yeah. So it's worth checking out if you've got a PC that can play it. I don't think it's. it's I don't think it's particularly terribly demanding intensive. based yeah. on how mediocre it looks. It's in not my as opinion. horrible as uh, PUBG is in terms of using resources and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's worth checking out. Yep. Sure. All right. Yeah. Next. Uh, so Subset Studios, who are the creators of the game FTL, have released a new game called Into the Breach. It is what I would consider a turn-based strategy puzzle game, uh, a la XCOM and Mario plus Rabbids and uh, those sorts of games. Shiny way less Force. XCOM, more Mario vs. Rabbids. Final Fantasy Tactics, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah turn-based strategy game, but it has puzzle elements involved into it. Uh, this uh, basically um, the enemies show you their move before they're going to before they make it and then you have to choose how you're going to use your mech characters to keep the enemies from attacking the buildings you're trying to keep all the resources and buildings uh, alive in each of the levels yeah and there's, battles. there's bonus objectives like to protect the coal plant or yeah to uh get the time capsule capture the time capsule yeah, gives but you upgrades, and you also so you start off with one team unlocked. But the more you, this game is pretty short, you can beat it in as quick as like thirty minutes if you really wanted to. But, but it, it's also randomized every it's, time you play. It's randomized, yes. and there's different objectives that you can do. There's basically the structure of the game. There's four islands that you can play. Each island has like five to six different rounds on it. And you only have to beat two islands in order to go to the final island. And the final island will scale with how many other islands you complete. So you can do all four islands and then go to the final one. Or you could do two islands and go to the final one. So it's kind of... The game does scale to how much of it you're actually playing and interacting with. Yeah. And the nice thing is, um, like, there's... The first two islands you have to do in a specific order until you've beaten them and unlocked the third one. And then if you've unlocked the third one, if you go and start a new game, you can pick between any of those three to start. You, as soon as you beat any of... As the first time you beat each of the four main islands, you can then go back in the next game and pick whatever order you want to play it in. All right. That's cool. So, uh, And each island has like different enemies on it and also different types of... Uh, terrain and things like that there's a snowy island there's um there's islands that have water on them you can push the enemies into water and they die yeah using the environment is uh very important in this game and the Mm -hmm. the push mechanic of your characters when you're using it i mean if you push an enemy into a building it damages the building it takes away power like you want to make sure to to be aware of what mechanics each of your different 
mechs has that they're using when they're using the environment that it's not going to start taking away any of the resources that you're trying to save. So you really have to pay attention to that stuff. Um, yeah, this this is a really cool game. Like I only played the 15 minutes worth, which that's that was the tutorial and like two of the first missions. I had a ton of fun. Yeah, it, it, is, it, it is very. It cool. is immediately fun. I was hooked like immediately, but I, I also thought it was quite difficult at first until I understood. Until it clicked with me that it's more about moving the enemies around rather than defeating them. Right. Like, you can take them out, but most of the time, you're not going to be able to take them all yeah, out. Yeah, you just want to be and able you to... you just have to get them to in positions to not be attacking your structures or your units. Yeah, and, like, you've got a couple... You've got the one uh, in, the, in the first mission. There's the, the auxiliary mech thing that they give you that I... I don't know. It's all randomized. What am I talking about? The first mission that I played... The auto, they they gave me an extra mech in the level, so I had four mechs that I was using. The fourth mm-hmm. one could only move one square in each direction, but he had an attack that was a ranged attack and hit two tiles and did two, two damage. damage yeah. yeah, so like you want to try and line up enemies to like use mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like it is very interesting to like like okay like the same sort of thing I ran into with Mario plus Rabbids was I was trying to figure out what's the fastest way I can move around this terrain and defeat these enemies efficiently without yeah. causing any damage or anything to my own characters and it's it's like it's super interesting to have games that do this sort of thing that cause you to think about it and i mean luckily like there's no time element so you can sit there and kind of think about it for a second well and the other cool thing is that anytime you move your character you can undo the move as long as you don't yes. attack. oh thank god that's and so the, the turn reset thing uh normally you get one turn reset you can also get uh pilots that can get yeah, you an additional I have reset. one of those oh, in my nice. current game and that saved my ass several times mostly just because I was being careless and really the <laughs> biggest thing that I have trouble with in the game is the initial placement I don't feel like I've gotten good at knowing to where be, to place my because you have to place uh, your three mech members yeah and, but it's kind of hard to predict because the the enemies do get a movement cycle before they exactly well, they, they get that, and then you also don't know like where the next set of enemies is going to spawn. Like yeah. it's all that's basically sort of randomized. Just set your artillery far back and set the other two units up front toward the center to go. That's and what I do like pretty crap. much every time. And it always works out. Yeah, and uh, like, and that's the other thing you. You end up knowing where the next enemies are going to come, but that's after you place the guys. Right. But when you know where they're going to be, you can push the monsters back onto that spot to block yeah. that enemy from coming up, or you can put one of your mechs but on they, that spot they will take a damage to block it, too. Yeah, you will take turn. one damage. There's also abilities you can get that can stop that damage as well. Yeah, there's a lot of cool upgrades that completely change the way the units play and stuff. Like My favorite one that I've gotten so far is there's a smoke upgrade. And it drops uh, smoke on five tiles, I want to say. It's, it's like in a cross. Plus, yeah. yeah, in a plus. Um, and it cancels the attack of anything in there. Yeah. For, and it stays on the map the whole time. Yeah, I, I liked using... Like, I had an enemy that landed in one of the forests, and I launched a missile at it, and it lit the forest on fire. And then I was pushing pushing other yeah. enemies into the forest fire to light them up. And, yep. like, that's it's just cool to have that sort of environmental interaction yeah, throughout the level. Water. Yeah, like, it's very, very cool game. And the soundtrack's awesome. The music oh, yeah. is so good. Which I, is something I you've was, always commented yeah, about I FTL. absolutely loved the FTL soundtrack. I actually bought it. I think it was only like a couple dollars at the yeah. time, but I actually listen to the FTL soundtrack sometimes just 
super fun. Just because so, I like it a lot. The writing is also really good in the respect that, like, when you hit the turn reset, sometimes your characters will comment on the, like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Or, <laughs> right. like, that kind of yeah. thing. But then also, the entire idea of the game is that you have your team that is hopping across timelines. So, like, every time you die, it's essentially, right. oh, we're starting, in, you're sending one of your pilots back in time to another yeah. timeline to try and salvage that timeline. Right. And so the the writing is pretty incidental but it's also very good it's just like it's it's kind of throwaway but it's fun to sit there and read and see what you mm-hmm. know the people on the island are saying or like what the buildings are yeah, saying well, when all your people fly in it's a and, game that like if you want to casually just play something cool that's a puzzle has puzzle elements you can but if you're into the lore of games too like this game has that sort of lore that you yeah. can actually read into and it's very interesting and and fun and just really well put together. And I mean, I, I'm usually not a fan of these sort of retro graphic games anymore just because I'm a spoiled brat having all this <laughs> awesome stuff that we have nowadays. But I like the graphics. I yeah. think the art style is really cool. I was looking at the uh, the, the main artist's uh, his Twitter page. She's got a bunch of concept art up of like drawing mechs and things. And I was just like, mm-hmm. man, like this guy... He's good. Like he's really does some really cool stuff. So I, I'm I'm really into the art. You know the the art direction's fantastic. Yeah, FTL had a good look to it too. Yeah. it was different but um, similar in some respects. This game feels so much more accessible than FTL. Does. Oh, absolutely. FTL yeah. has so much to account for, and this game really dials it down and like focuses it in such a way that feels Plus, extremely satisfying. This game doesn't seem like the odds are so much against you. Like, yeah. at first, they were... I, I started on normal, and I never tried easy. Yeah. I probably should have started with easy. I've heard that from everybody. So I failed I a lot at, until it clicked, and then and now I just, like, burn through... Me- like, sometimes I'll clear a board before, like, I run out of turns. Like, everything's gone. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's, like, a lot less luck in this game. Yeah. FTL relied way too much on luck sometimes to where I felt like it was just completely out of my hands. I would never make it anywhere sometimes in yeah. that game. Yeah, but no, Into the Breach is fantastic. It feels like, like I feel like I can play it like chess. I can sit yeah, there and absolutely. just look at the board and be it, like, all right, if I push this guy here, then his buddy, I'll, I'll be pushing him into a point where he can attack his... You can also look at the enemy's turn order. Yeah. So you can that push them into ways where they will attack their mm-hmm. allies. Yep. Which is it's, awesome. It gets really deep. I mean, like, some of the levels, I had to, like, really think about what I was doing for that last turn to get yeah. it to all work out. And sometimes, like, you have to put your own units in the way to take damage so a building doesn't take damage. Because at the end of every battle, like that. your mech recovers the life. Yeah. Or you can also take a turn to repair and gain that that, uh, yeah. that hit back. But I had gotten to the point where I had to sacrifice pilots, too, just because that was the only way out of the situation. Yeah. And that can be sad because, uh, like, every time you start a new game, like if you fail or or win or whatever, um, you get to take one pilot with you back in time to yeah. start with a new game, and it really sucks if like if you kill them all off. Yep. I have one that's been alive for, I think, seven games now. Yeah. Yeah, plus Brian has a knack for making all of his XCOM characters look like his friends, so when the permadeath hits... I, it you know, like- you can rename your characters in this, <laughs> but I haven't done that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to unlock more of the squads and, and mix and match the Me units too. from them. Yeah. The the second squad I unlocked, I actually don't really like that much, except for one of the characters has like this crazy uh 
electrified like whip attack, and it will chain damage through every target that's adjacent to it. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's two damage for every target. And you can you can actually use your own units to chain the damage and buildings. Wow. So and, and there's like an upgrade you can get to where buildings won't take damage, but you can just use the buildings as like as a, a conduit. conduit. Yeah. It's it's really awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. No, and then I eventually you do get to a point where you can mix and match the teams. Yeah, yeah. It's a little hard because the teams are all tuned to interact with each other really well, so you have to really know what you're doing when you're placing them, placing people from different teams together. But no, it's uh it's awesome. It's only fifteen dollars on Steam. It's, well worth, it's worth it. every totally penny. Worth it. I am planning on buying. I've got it. like I only I, I played Alex's copy, it. but it, six hours feels like a long time in a game that goes this fast. I would not be surprised if this also makes it to iPad like uh, FTL. I, I certainly hope so. I like, would love to play it on an as iPad. As soon as I started playing this, I was like, I really wish this were on my Switch or my yeah. iPad because I would love to play this on the go for sure. Yeah, but, so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be fine just buying it again, I guess. It's a cool game. We yep. give it the Midwest Gamers Indie seal game of approval. seal of approval. For sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. We really, really, really like this game. Yes. Nice job, Subset Studios. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? I think so. Yeah, well, cool. Uh, yeah. What's uh, What else is going on with the network? Did you have something else, Brian? I don't know. <laughs> our PAX badges arrived. That's yeah, exciting. We got yeah. our PAX badges. We are, in fact, going to PAX. It is happening. It is legitimately happening. It is happening very soon. I'm going to have some new gear for us to wear while we're there. If you're listening and you're going to PAX, get a hold of us via social media or whatever. And or if you live can, in the Boston area. We can meet up, grab a beer, grab, yeah. some, grab some lobster rolls or something. Chowder. Some chowder. <laughs> we want to eat the chowder. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for the rest of the network, uh, The Alienist Episode 9 airs tomorrow. We're going to have our recap out later this week, so come check that out. Uh, and then also, the fellas over at Horror Movie Yearbook are continuing to pump out some great stuff, and they have an episode that is, uh, coming out, I think this week or next week, they're doing a movie called Sweet Home, and it is the... It was a movie that was also made with a tie-in game by the director of the of Resident Evil. Resident Evil 1 is a remake of Sweet Home. And there was a game that came out for the NES in Japan. And they also put a movie out as well. And uh, so they're going to talk about that. And it might be a good episode for Game Nerds fans to listen to. Because I'm sure Willie's going to touch on, on the game as well. Sweet. So uh, check that out. And I think that's pretty much it for now. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout-out to friends of the podcast, Nico and Webby, because they put out a song on iTunes and Google and Spotify. Uh, Their band's called Wow Signal, and the song's called Painted. I did the artwork for the album art that's up for that song. Be sure to check that out. Search for Wow Signal on whatever music platform you're using. Um, Yeah, and then also, if uh, you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamingNerds.com slash links. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamingNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And again, don't forget to check out 1UpXEsports.com so you can learn about the 1UpX Esports Tournament League Expo that's coming June 22nd, June 24th. 
Um, there's tons of information. You can purchase tickets. You can see all the things that are going on. Check them out on social media. They got an Instagram account uh, where they've been posting all kinds of different updates of like what's going on with the event. So be sure to check that out. Uh, we appreciate those guys again doing the interview they did. If you want to actually hear them talk about it, check out our previous episode, episode number 80. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Next time, I think we're going to be talking about Sea of Thieves and packs and whatever else we can do in the meantime. Yeah. So it's going to be a very... Uh, so probably some long episodes or something. I don't know. We might have to break up some of the pack stuff into like various episodes or something. I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, but. we'll we'll see how it's gonna work out. So we'll yeah, decide probably by the next time we record. Yeah, a so. normal episode. Well, the next episode is when we're in Boston. Uh, I think isn't right it? before. Is it right before? Yeah, right before. Are you sure? Let me take a look at our calendar real quick. Yep. It'll uh, be Easter. Yeah, so, well, John, John I'll be out won't of town. be here, so we'll have oh, to figure something out. Yeah, well, maybe we won't until afterwards, then. Yeah, we'll just do one the following week when we're actually... So it might be three weeks or so. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, we will figure something out. Maybe we should get together and, and do some... If we feel as though there's more to talk about with Sea of Thieves, we'll maybe we'll... Yeah, maybe we'll just do, like, a, a quick Sea of Thieves episode only to release that day, and then... We'll just have a bunch of packs content the yeah, following week. So. Exactly. All right. Yeah, we could do that. Something like that. But yeah, thanks again for listening along. We will uh, hopefully have everybody back to listen next time. All right. Thanks so much. Peace. Peace.